this is Pastor Nate Ward with Open Door Church, and I wanted to take a moment to welcome you to our podcast. It's my personal prayer that you would be encouraged and encountered by the Holy Spirit and challenged by His Word. May the Lord bless you and stir faith as you listen to this week's message. I want to introduce myself real quick. So uh, my name is Neil Umali. My actual real name actually is a Spanish name. So it's Cornelio. Uh, we were, I was born and raised in the Philippines in a um, small town. It's called St. John, San Juan Batangas. And um, grew up uh, as a, a Catholic. We have a small Catholic church over there. Um, I went to a private high school, Catholic high school, and always wanted to be a priest. Um, all that to say, um, I'm sitting one time in Kansas City. I moved to Kansas City, um, and the Lord told me, it's like, Neil, you are my priest. And now I, I get to help. I get to help the prayer room, and what a privilege. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of my testimony so you know a little bit of who I am. Um, so from the Philippines, we moved to California. I signed up in the military there and uh, was uh, uh, stationed in Las Vegas, Nevada. In Las Vegas, Nevada, I, I, was, I was a plumber in the United States Air Force. And I got saved there, encountered the Lord. The Lord saved me. And I was, I want to say, in the furnace of a small church in a base chapel. And I say that to encourage you. Most men, great men and women, not say I'm great, but most in history was in the furnace of the intimacy and love and the deep knowledge of God in a small church. Um, I think about Reinhard Bonnke. The Lord sent him to a, Germ a small German town. He's from he's from United States, um, United States, and and now a revival of two million millions in one gathering of signs and wonders, um, in, in in Africa. Um, I think about um, just many great and women that the Lord used for revival. They came from small churches, and I, I'm who love Jesus um, intimately. So praise to you, blessed are you, happy are you. So uh, for, for having such an intimate time for the audience of one. Ah, so awesome. So I want to I wanna preface this. Um, I this is kind of like part one. Now I've been mentioning this. The topic I have is the love of God. The love of God. And this is my, this is what I want to conclude to you, is a lover always outwork a worker. A lover of God will always outdo a worker. Always. Always. Um, I think about, and I want to start with this verse, Luke 10, the story of Martha and Mary. And I, I, I say, I tell this story, and you know the story. It was, it was Martha and Mary. And um, Mary, Martha was doing 
all the things at the in back kitchen and while Mary is sitting at the right and, 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 and seated at the feet of Jesus. And, uh, um, and Mary and Martha came in. It's like, Lord, I need help in the kitchen. What is Mary doing? And, I, and, and she said, Martha, my beloved Martha, with, tender, with tenderness and kindness in his voice, Jesus saying this. He said, she has chosen the best part. She has chosen the best part to be intimate with me. And I, 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 I've been chewing this. I've been, I've been meditating on this word, on this passage. Like, Lord, what do you mean? Is it, is it, are we not supposed to work? He said, he, what, what, I love Martha because in, in her mind, she's doing this for the fellowship. But to the one time I'm here and I'm telling you, it's like the Lord is leaving. It's like, I only have a very short time. I need you to spend time with me. The very short time of ministry I have, I want you to spend with me and not in the furnace of work. And because what is creating in her heart was quick to offense. This, this quickness to offense. The fr it's showing in our fruits, in our lives. If, if, it if, if, if it's not showing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, what is really producing in our lives, and that would show who your God is. The Lord is speaking to me. He said, Neil, if, there's, if, you are, if you are getting older and kindness and gentleness and, 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 and humility is not being produced, it's telling you which God you are serving. And that woke me up. Like, yeah, Lord. And I don't think the Lord is saying, no, I, I want your good works. I want your good works. But who are you really prioritizing? Are you doing it for me? Or are you doing it for work? Because if you're doing it for work, you'll know the fruits of it in your own heart. Okay, that was my introduction. <laughs> I want to I share to you guys about the love of God. Um, I think this is like, we can never graduate from this topic. We, we can't. Like, um, I always say, it's just like, Lord, I can pick up one topic of aspect of you, but one topic I cannot graduate from is your love. Your love. You can't, we can't graduate for that. Um, there would be revival in history. There's revival of hearts, of service to the Lord, revival, like signs and wonders, manifesting, all of that, um, um, healings and, and, and uh, transformation of lives. And we love that, salvations. But it's all going to come to what? The love of God. The revelation of the love of God. It's that important. 
So why, why wait to have a revelation if we can abide in this love that the Lord is talking about? Have a revival. Choose revival to, to abide in his love and not wait for the manifestation of the signs and wonders. But abide now to know this love now, to study it, to see it. I tell you, we can grit our teeth to not sin. And that's fine. The Lord loves holiness. But if you want to make be effortless, you have to live in this house of love. Because when, and I, some of you are married here, when you first got married, and even now, um, when you're in love, you're like, I want to outdo, I want to like, I want to like, uh, make please my wife or, or do things for my husband. And it's this excitement in your heart that you don't even think the, the quantity of hours you have to do. You just do it. You're like, you're in love. This, 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 uh, some of it teenage love, this fluttery love of God. I want to read your verse, Matthew, Matthew 22. And this is one of, he's quoting in Deuteronomy. Jesus said, Matthew 20 through 37. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. See, we like to think that the acting out, like, um, the acting out of, like, of sin is the one that we need to correct. But if we really see what the Lord commands, the dullness of our spirit and our hearts is the sin. Not being in love and passionate for God. is the sin. Not seeing him in love is, is the missing the mark. I'm, I say this in challenge. I, I say this in challenging you. I'm not correcting you. I'm challenging you to to get a hold of the first love. This is not a foreign idea. When father loves the son, he loves him with all of his might. When the son loves the father, he loves him with all of his mind. When the Holy Spirit loves the father and the son, he does it with all of his strength. This has been in eternity. This, this ongoing love and outcome from there is, is us. He created us. Because the outflow of, of, of that relationship is giving. Giving, wanting to love us. He created us for that. So that your identity first is beloved. You are love first. 
I heard this lady, she said, Pastor, I want to love my neighbor as I love myself. And then she said, then he's, the pastor said, well, that is the problem. We have to know love himself. And we will love others. You want, you want a city transformed? You want, you want to go farther with God? Encounter love himself. Follow the commandment. The very first. The most important thing. It is first for a reason. And I, I can't give you a gauge. I can't tell you this is how far. Because the way the Lord created you is so different and so unique. It's so amazing. You will go far. I, 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 I'm not looking how far. I'm saying, I'm saying, Mary, Mary, sit at my feet and see me. See me more. Instead of greeting your teeth to work for religion and, 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 and fill that void of like these are the steps I want you to start with love first and see God more. I want you actually, when the Lord says, I want you to have ears to hear and eyes to see, that's what he wants you to see. Because he knows that when you see him, when you hear him, you're going to go far. John, John 15. He says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Do you know God, when he loves, he loves wholeheartedly? That when he judges us, he, he does not suspend one attribute of God, okay, he does not suspend like one attribute of him and not do it in love. He always does it 100%. He's always 100% with you. And when God loves you as he loves the Father, like he does it 100%. He can't deny himself but love you. In spite of us. And when he judged you, because he does it, he said, I'm going to take away anything that hinders love. It's so, it's like volcanic. It's always spewing like love. This is his character. I'm talking about kindness to you. I'm talking about patience, 1 Corinthians 13 love, unconditional. This is who he is. Okay, the, the, uh, when, when the conversation of the Holy Trinity was going on and he loves you, the newcomers, I say, we, the newcomers, got into salvation. They're not like, oh, Lord, I've been with, oh, like, Jesus is not telling the Father, um, Jesus, 
Like, we've been with, in relationship for eternity, and here's the newcomer, and you love them as much as I do? He's like, yes, I love them. They're the newcomers, but I love them as much as I love you. Abide in that. Abide in that love. Abide in that love and you will go far. It only takes one. It only takes one in this city. I want this city transformed. It only takes one lover of God, a Daniel, to change the city. True witness. One foundational premise in scripture is that God loves us with the same intensity that God loves God, and we must abide in and stay focused on that reality. Never graduate in this, however old you are. The essence of how God thinks and feels is wholehearted love. The Lord has great power and wisdom, but he only uses them to express his love. Once again. I want to go to John 17. This is the year. I want to introduce you to the fellowship of the burning heart. The fellowship of the burning heart. The fellowship is it's number one. God loves God. God love for God. Second is God's love for His people. Our love for God. Our love for ourselves. And our love for others. There's five of them. This is the fellowship of the burning heart. He loves his people with all his heart, with all his mind, and all his strength. That's how he loves you. Our love for God is, our, is imparted to his people by the Spirit. There will be a day, and you don't wait to have to be in heaven for that, when you love each other, and it doesn't matter what personality they are. You would love them. You love every single person. You love their personality. You would love their, their weaknesses. You would love everything about them. In this pool of love, it feels so such a fantasy, but this is reality. When we get to heaven, we're gonna meet billions of uh, billions of people of, of 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 his people, and we're gonna speak to them, and we're gonna talk with them, 
We're going to ask them their history with Jesus. And it's probably going to take millions and billions of years while we are there in heaven, in his banqueting table. It's going to be a glorious reality. It is. And the Lord is saying, no, Isaac, do you want to wait till you get to heaven to do that? Or do you want to press in, die to yourselves, and be in love? I'm not even talking about the person randomly. I'm talking about just loving your relatives and your neighbors, your literal neighbors, and your kids who are messing up, some relatives who are not saved, who talks bad about you. Get a hold of this reality of love. Abide in it. Abide in it. Reside in this. See God's love for you. I'm reminded, I, I was thinking about King David. And you guys know King David. So King David, he, I mean, he, at that time, he was one of the richest men. Richest men. He had so much things um, in, 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 uh, that, that he owned. Um, uh, he, he was a conqueror of, of, of wars. Like, he was winning wars and all of that. And you know what he said in Psalm 27? He said that I would, I would dwell in the house of the Lord for the rest of my life. What? That, that's like the, 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 the ultimate like, like um, finality and summary that he wanted to do is to be in the house of the Lord. And then he said, and then and Jesus said in, about his church that my church will be a house of prayer. What is your desire? Do you desire that? To be in such a communion with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Father, that, that you want to stay? You want to stay in that presence? When I, was, uh, when I was in the military, I grew up also in the Assemblies of God church. So while I was in the military, I was, I, I was going twice to churches in the Sunday when I first got saved. And I tell you, the presence of the Lord was so thick, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. And we, we, they have to push us out. We were there from 8 a.m., and they have to push us out at 5 p.m., like the whole day, because uh, oh, we wanted to be in love. And it wasn't, it wasn't because uh, the church was special, it was small, but because there was hunger. There was hunger for love. 
It was hunger for Jesus. And I think in, the his, in, 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 in this time right now, the Lord is not looking for, for just like a Sunday worship. And then we're out, out and about in our week, and we talked about this all the time. There is literally a place here in Pagosa called the House of Prayer where you can, you can soak in and pray and be in that, like, when I'm having a bad day, I would literally just sit there and just feel his love for me. Like, the Lord gifted us. I didn't, I wasn't part of, like, when they were making this. This is you guys this is Pagosa's um, gift from Jesus. Like, he loves you. He loves you that much that he said, he, I'm setting you a place of prayer that you can encounter me in my love for you. Have we set a time in our schedule to encounter that, to encounter Jesus in that manner. There was this lady, she said, it's like, well, I don't have time. I have so many things going on. This is what's going on. Same thing, I'm myself. It's like, I don't have time for that. Like, I can't do that. I have this, this, this going on. I'm telling you, you cannot afford not setting a time for Jesus. A dull heart, a dull heart and a dull spirit unknowingly, indirectly can affect your kids, can hurt your kids. A dull heart, just having a dull heart. It will affect them for the rest of their lives. If that spirit or heart is not connected to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, But a, live, a vibrant heart for Jesus would set them a, a destiny. A destiny. You, you be, I was amazed, and uh, I was amazed the destiny of my grandma. And she didn't preach. So my mom left us. She was working here in, in America. And I, I grew up uh, with my grandma, who's, who, who, she's an intercessor. She prays two hours a night. And we were hear her prayers in her room. And we were living in her house in the Philippines. And she had this vibrant, peaceful, loving heart for Jesus. And the Holy Spirit was like, like on her, on her. And she didn't preach any preaching. All we felt was literally the sweetest spirit. And that transferred to all of our, um, my siblings. She transferred that to us. She, she transferred identity in God to us. And between 2000 and 2001, I didn't know this. Because um, uh, if they find out we were not in Catholic faith, we we're going to be disowned. But my cousin posted that they were going to a Baptist church and I found out all of my, my, my dad, my mom, my siblings, my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, they were all saved. And this was her prayer. 
she kept her ground with Jesus. She had the fellowship of the burning heart of God. And you know what's going to happen if you're going to stand for this? If you stand for this of, of, of fellowshipping with the burning heart of Jesus, you're going to encounter persecution. You will. Some things are going to come up in your schedule. Um, people are going to tell you you're going to get taken advantage of. Because things are changing in you. You're getting, you're getting kinder. You're getting sweeter. The Holy Spirit is on you. You're changing the atmosphere wherever you go. Like what? Like I, I just, I, I'm just using my grandma. She walks into any space, and that space is muted immediately from all oppression. Just her presence. And I'm telling you, I feel it's just like I feel the same thing from from these people from in this church. And but I'm telling you, there's more. There's more. There's more for the sake of your kids. For the sake of your kids. For the sake of your loved ones. For the sake of your own legacy. And in history with God, that on that day, when you're seated on, when, when you're in front of the judgment seat, that there will be no regret. There will be no regret. That, 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 that your testimony is not just you pursued holiness like the ten virgins, but not, not, does not have oil, does not have oil of intimacy with him. They had to go out. But Jesus came and is just like, no, you have to seek your own oil. They're, f they're, they're all ten virgins, you guys. They're all religious. They're, they're, they're fine. They're clothed. But they weren't ready. They were not present in to the burning heart of God. And this is the truth. When you stand in front of the judgment seat, Will you have regret? And let it be that you're wearing, that you're wearing, and when you, you got invited to this wedding, that you're wearing your garment. How amazing are you, okay, that the Lord had given you the garment. In Hebrew, actually, the, and this is also in my country, the, the groom... And, and, and the wedding, there it was provided to them. They don't buy them themselves. It's a Western idea. They, we, they, the, the, uh, the, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew provide the clothing for the guests. They provide it to them. And you know why the Lord is just like, he, uh, in, 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 in the parable said, it's like, get away from here. Where is your clothing? He was not wearing it. He has given it, and he wasn't wearing it. 
And then he's just like, away from me. All we have to do is keep that clothing on in the blood of the lamb. That's all he's saying. With the oil of, of, with the oil of uh, intimacy and love for him. The fellowship of the burning heart. What is worth it to you to hold on to bitterness? Because indirectly, I'm talking about in generality. What is it worth it to you? Because this physical one vessel is, is only one vessel. If you don't allow to take out that love himself can't be poured in. We need to repent. We need to let go. Because that, that junk in this vessel cannot be mixed with love himself. I'm not talking about that you're saved or not saved. Yes, you're saved. Okay, yes, you are. You're going to be with Jesus. But I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about is that do we have history with him? That he, if he asks you, I heard Bob Jones, uh, he went to heaven and the Lord asked him, he said, did you love? Did you learn to love? Did you follow my commandment? Did you Take it seriously as you did when you followed the traffic, uh, traffic signs. Or, uh, that's probably a bad example. <laughs> when, when, you, when you steal and not murder, did you follow my first commandment as, as you did with, that, with, with, with those laws and rules of men? Again, a dull heart and a dull spirit is sin. Are you, I'm challenging you, there is this reality. There is the reality, this is the reality of the kingdom that we're, that we're gonna be with in heaven. This is not a new idea. In reality of heaven is love. Serving one another, outdoing each other in works. This is the reality of kingdom heaven. Preferencing one another better than they do. This is the reality of heaven. The reality of heaven is love. And when we get there in heaven... Is it going to be of such a foreign idea that we don't know how to function in it? That life got a hold of us. The, 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 the cares of the world have stolen that from you. Will it be a foreign idea when you see your maker? I hope not. I hope not.
start with, start with people around you. You don't have to look far. Start with your kids. Start with your husbands. Husbands, wives, some of the things that why the Lord is not answering your prayer, and this is in the Bible, is because you are not loving them well. He said, fix that relationship first. Brothers, brothers, he's saying, before you go to me, he said, take care of that offense and then go back and offer your sacrifice. Why would he say that? Is he just showing the way? He's showing the way of love. Take care of each other and love them before you offer me anything. And the Lord would say, I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm, gonna, I'm vomiting all your sacrifices. Filthy rags. Give me your pain. Show, tell me your pain. The pains of your life. Your weaknesses. This is what King David did. And God knew him. We can't assume that God knows your pain. He does, but he wants a transactional relationship with him. There are some pains in our lives that we just set aside, and the Lord is saying, I want this to be an invitation to relationship with me. What is hurting you? What is, what is, what are you weak of? Let's have a conversation about it. Tell me. This is the offering that I want. Broken spirit and contrite heart in Psalms. This is what I want. More than ministry. I want this conversation. John 17. This is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ. The essence of eternal life is to know God. This speaks of experiential knowledge. It is more than information. Salvation is mu much more than escaping hell, but is an invitation to fellowship with God. To participate in the fellowship of the burning heart. This is it. The fellowship with him. I love that you love salvation, but, um, and revival is that we would have fellowship of the one true king, the creator of the universe, the one who holds us together daily.
You have something to be thankful for. You woke up this morning. He held you this morning. This message is not for the, for the young. This message is for, for any age, even if you're 100. We have this lady um, in, in, in Pagosa. She's uh, 100 years old. She celebrated his, her 100th birthday, <laughs> Benny. And I tell you, she loves Jesus. Let's, let's go for gold, that, that when that, that, um, we, we get older, that we would have such an experience of God that our heart is burning for him. That wherever we go, be it in business, in church, our family, our house, that there will be such an experience of the Holy Spirit that ourselves will get out of the way, like our flesh will get out of the way, and it will be just him. This is what maturity looks like. That the heaven will be comprised of literally childlike faith, childlike heart, childlike humility that you will only enter the kingdom with this kind of spirit in you. That when we were kids, we, we fight, yes, but at the end of the day, we were best friends again. <laughs> it would be such a forgiveness and love for each other and an enjoyment of one another that, that, that in heaven, yes, we, yes, we want to have that reality in heaven, but can it be now also? that we use our wisdom into the premise of, of loving, intentional love. I work for Justice Ministries, and I see um, broken, broken people. And the Lord has grown me to wisdom, but he said, okay, this is not the time to give. You're enabling them. But when I do, it was like, okay, I hear him. He said, do and, and bless these people. And everything rooted in love. Is that possible? I say it is. So the disciples, um, the disciples spent with Jesus. I'm going to end in 10 minutes. The disciples spent with Jesus for most of the three years, like with them. You know, at the end of our, at the end of, of God's ministry, of Jesus' ministry, like there was such a betrayal. Um, and this is Jesus, the most anointed preacher, the most anointed healer, like everything amazing. And at the end of Jesus' life, they can't stay awake to pray with him at the end of his years. And a servant girl, not even a, not, not even a, um, um, a soldier, 
asked Peter, and Peter denied Jesus three times. And, and then um, when, when Jesus was buried, when Jesus was on the cross, the only disciple that he had was John and the women's ministry. And when Jesus was buried, the first people to go to his grave was the women's ministry, the ladies. Who are the disciples? Where are the disciples who saw signs and wonders, who saw healings, people raised from the dead? Where are those disciples? They're, they're, they were in hiding. And then Jesus spent with them certain number of days, I think it's 40 days, and something shifted. Something shifted. And they were willing to lay down their lives. You know what they got a hold of? Is the revelation of Jesus' love, the revelation of who he is, and they were willing to do it and, and go and sacrifice their body. A lover always, always will outdo a worker. Always. You love him, you will go and sacrifice your body and everything for love. So I'm, call, I'm calling you guys to this, this type of discipleship. I'm calling you, my topic uh, was originally about discipleship, but I was like, if there is any, if, if there's any disciples that, that let you be a disciple of the burning heart of love for God and for each other, this is the only way I'm telling you. Christ's love is the only way, the only solution is to encounter this type of love, this burning heart of love. And if you, if you want it, he will not hold back. If I have given you the son, will he hold back of his love? He won't. Chunk out an hour, two hours of your day. To spend time with love himself. The more time you spend with him, and this is now you digging oil, the more you become like him. 1 Corinthians. What you behold is what you, who are you going to become. What's written in you is the right things to do. But the key to it is Jesus Christ himself and his love. And we like in our mind, but because, because, and we like in our mind is to follow those written words that are written in our hearts, and that's called religion. Go to love him, himself first and be in love with him. I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. Lord, you are calling them higher, Father, calling them up in the mountain to spend time with you, Matthew 5, 
to hear your sermon, to, to spend time with you. Lord, I ask that they would experience love himself. Father, Holy Spirit, Romans 26, the greatest advocate of our weaknesses is the Holy Spirit. That we would encounter Holy Spirit, God, to advocate, Father, that we would tell our weaknesses and our, and, and our pains in our life with you, to have a relationship with you. It's time to dig oil, God. To have intimacy with you, Jesus. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Our ministry is made possible entirely by the faithful generosity of people just like you. If you were blessed by this message and would like to partner with what the Lord is doing in Pagosa Springs, visit us online at www opendoorpagosa.com. Here you can give, see our service times, and stay connected with Open Door Church. We hope to see you soon.